Hello there, top teachers. This is Michelle popping in real fast for a quick disclaimer. I recently got a new computer, and when I hooked up my podcast equipment for the recording of this episode, I forgot to switch it over to my microphone. So you are going to hear Bridget's beautiful, crystal clear voice, and then you're going to hear mine where it kind of sounds like I'm underwater. I apologize. Totally my fault. Don't blame Bridget. But I truly hope that you will enjoy listening to this episode anyway, because we do share some wonderful nuggets. And just another quick disclaimer, you are going to hear us refer to our digital planners. We do want to make it clear that the 2021 school year digital planners, so the July to June, they will no longer be available after Thanksgiving, which is Thursday, November 25th. That will be the last day to purchase the school year digital planners until next year. So keep that in mind. I really hope you enjoy this episode, despite my voice sounding awful, but we appreciate you as always. Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Listen, we've been talking about digital planning for a long time, but we still get so many questions from people who are either unsure if they just could make the switch. So in today's episode, we're going to share seven reasons you should start digital planning today. I'm very excited for this one. I mean, I know, I know. we're a little biased, but... <laughs> I know. And it's it, it's been such a journey, so I can't wait to share all of the things. It has. But first, we've got to hear a TSH from a top teacher. This top teacher says, one TSH I have is our staff meetings. I absolutely love our administrator. However, our staff meetings are often long and tedious and consist mostly of our admin reading a list of upcoming dates and events to us while stopping to discuss or explain each bullet point. I really think 90% of our meetings could be accomplished by just sending a weekly email with the bullets and a question at the end to reply to all if you have any questions or discussion points. There are rarely conversations or discussions among staff, and the worst part is that they often last an hour or even longer. How can I possibly encourage a shorter, more concise meeting without hurting anyone's feelings, especially my admins? Listen, I feel like this has been the year for meetings at my school. There was a week where I felt like I had a meeting every single day of the week. It was an absolutely exhausting one. Michelle, you remember me telling you that. Like I was exhausted that week. Oh yeah. (laughs) And like, to be very honest, top teacher, I will take all the things to work on during these times. So for an example, a couple of weeks ago, we had a meeting on an act 13, which is something new that Pennsylvania is putting out there on how to evaluate teachers. It's like part of our evaluation score at the end of the year. Well, it was literally going all over my head, mainly because Act 13 isn't even finished yet. So they were trying to explain something to us that wasn't even done all the way. And it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not tuning in. There's no point in me tuning in when it's not even finished. And I'm a visual learner. So it was making it very difficult to just sit there and listen to somebody like talk over a PowerPoint. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Bridget. I always took papers to grade or I'd be working on something on my iPad. That way I felt like I could be productive during the meeting. No one ever really said anything to me about it, but I was always prepared if someone did say something, then I would just explain like it helps me to be able to focus 
to complete like a mindless task while I'm listening. It's kind of like we have those students who like fidget or they're kind of doodling on the corner of their paper, but then you check in with them and you're like, oh, they know exactly what we're doing. Like they're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in terms of encouraging shorter meetings, I get it. That is a difficult thing. You don't want to cause like confrontation. Does your school have any kind of like a faculty council? That's what I'm calling it because that's what our school called it. Basically a place where staff members can bring up issues to be discussed, whether there's like a box in the office or you have a meeting. I don't know. Um, If not, do you know that other teachers feel the same way about the meetings, which it kind of sounds like that's the vibe I'm getting from the TSH? If so, could you get together with a few other teachers and approach your administration together? And when you approach your administration, don't just bring up, hey, we think the meetings are lasting too long, but like suggest your solution. So go ahead and like give the idea of the email. My admin always encouraged this. They're like, hey, if you come to us with a problem, you got to also have a solution ready to go. And if worse comes to worse, you could always wait until the end of the year and bring it up then. I know it's not ideal, but it might make things a little bit less awkward. So Bridget, I have a question for you. What's up? (laughs) I recently made a reel and it was sounds from, I think it was from like the Wizard of Oz or something, Mm -hmm. but he's like, um, she's saying goodbye and he's like, but when will I see you again? And it's like, never, never. (laughs) So I did it with like my teacher bag and I joked about how I would always bring it back and forth to school, but then I would like never open it up once I got home. And it got me thinking on all the different bags I've had over the years. So Bridget, what kinds of bags have you had? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we're opening this topic. I have had every bag under the sun. (laughs) Um, I feel like, what were those like traditional bags? Like the 30, is it 30? How was it? What were they called? 31 bags, like the tote bag. And it had the pockets on the outside. Yes. And listen, my mom loves bags and shoes. Like that is her thing. And so I feel like I've had every single kind of tote bag that you can possibly imagine. Um, So I went from tote bags to the 31 bags to uh, like satchels. I've tried some of those, but those never really. Indiana Jones had one. I know. Well, I still have the one that I had, like that I'm, I was currently using a few years ago. Um, but now I have transitioned to a backpack and I've used the same backpack for three years now. Yeah. See, the reason I asked is because my bag has also transformed in a similar fashion. I had the 31 bag and transitioned to a backpack and my bag has gotten smaller. And I think that's because I don't transport as much. I would only carry like my iPad, a spare charger, just in case. Sometimes I'd have like this thin plastic case where I could take papers, that way they wouldn't get crinkled up in the bag. Um, And a lot of times they weren't papers to grade. I used to do that like early on and then I stopped taking papers home. But sometimes I would find papers where I'm like, oh, I need to put this in like my personal file box or I need to like make copies. So I would print it out at home and then take it to school. And funny story, so I recently was at the DMV getting my Texas license, and I took that same plastic case with all of my different documents because I had to have, like, my passport and my marriage certificate and, um, like, copies of things that show that we live here, like, all of the things. 
So I had just kind of put it in this case. I hadn't really looked at what was already in there. Bridget, I get to the DMV and I'm sitting at the little desk with the lady and she's asking yeah. for things. So I'm like handing her all the things. I get to the bottom of that case and I found my like tenure certificate from teaching. It was something I had put in there to bring home to file. And <laughs> it was kind of awkward. <laughs> That's great. I love it. I would definitely say that my bag has really transitioned the same way just over the past few years. And now I really just carry my laptop, my iPad, and then charging cords. That's really about the only thing because the charging cords that I have for like the school devices, because we all have Apple at my school and I, you know, I'm an Apple girl gotta love it. Um, But those cords don't charge my current laptop and iPad because Mm. it's the new USB. Is it the USB-C? Is that what they're called? Yes. So very rarely do I ever feel the need to take anything back and forth. And here's the thing. At the end of the day, I would never open up my bag in the first... you know, and at all, like to do any of it. So it was like, why am I carrying things back and forth when I know for a fact I'm not going to do it? So, I mean, it is really nice that we've gotten to this point, I think, in education where a lot of schools, I think, are trying to transition to doing things more online with having certain like LMS. So it does make grading a little bit easier. So if I felt like I really wanted to grade, I could just open up my my iPad and grade right there through Schoology. So that's really, really nice. But all my papers that I have, like paper grades that I need to do, they stay at school. I I, I don't bring them. I make myself a little to-do list in the morning before I leave and I leave that there. I don't bring it home. Yeah. This is going to lead into our first reason for digital planning. But before we jump into it, we are going to be sharing seven reasons you should start digital planning. So these are some of the benefits of digital planning over your traditional paper planning. I know people are hesitant to change, but I've learned over the years that analyzing the potential benefits and understanding how the change could improve your life is really helpful to kind of give you comfort during that transitional period. So we hope that you will go into this episode with an open mind and maybe you'll come out of it as a digital planner. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's definitely something that has changed our lives dramatically. And so we're hoping to share some of those really big benefits that kind of will help you in the long run. So let's go ahead and jump into the very first reason you should start digital planning. And that's going to be, you don't have to carry anything with you. I think you can kind of hear from when Michelle and I were just talking just a bit ago about how nice it is to not have to carry all the things with you inside of your bag. Um, So digital planning really allows you to just access all of your lesson plans on every single device that you have. This means less materials that you have to tote around and less pressure on your back and shoulders, which is huge, huge. So a really good example of this is I was in a meeting and I only took my laptop. I was under the impression that we were just going to be talking um, about whatever it was that we were doing for that day. So I didn't really take anything else with me. Um, And because I have a digital planner, I was able to really open up my laptop and then access my planner through GoodNotes. And this made sure that I didn't miss out on any information because we ended up like chatting about content and other lessons and plan ideas. And I didn't bring anything else with me. So it made it really nice that I had that flexibility to just be able to open up my iPad and still be able to access um, my planner through GoodNotes. Now, just a quick, so you guys can kind of have an idea. Um, I use our 
planner. It's a digital planner that we use and it's a tablet planner. Now, because I am an Apple girl, I utilize the iCloud feature, which will connect all of my devices together. So whatever apps that I have, for instance, this one was GoodNotes, I can see everything that I put in my GoodNotes on my phone, on my laptop, and on my iPad, which makes it really nice to be able to access it all the way around. Um, so our planner comes in both a Google Slides and a tablet version, and both of these can be accessed on multiple devices, which is a huge benefit. Yeah, I love that, Bridget, because I can't even think of all the times as a teacher where I'd be in a meeting or even a, like a PD away from my school. Do you ever have PDs where you have to like travel to another no, school? No, my no, my school doesn't do that. No, they it's uh, it's like a I don't even want to say what I'm thinking because it's probably not nice, but it's like a it's just the same things that go all the way around. OK, <laughs> I, know I just don't do. I don't want to say it, but everybody's probably knowing what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. So we would always have to either travel to another school or we had like this separate building where a lot of PD was taking place. And there were so many times where we would end early and they'd be like, all right, you can use the rest of the time to plan. And if I had left my paper planner, I couldn't be productive. Oh my gosh, so frustrating. And I mean, even leaving it at home, same situation, right? I mean, think about how many of the times I left my paper planner at home because I was rushing to get out of the door. And then I get to school and it's like, oh, everything's at home. (laughs) Yeah. This way I never have to deal with that, which is great. Yeah. Another benefit of digital planning that has really been a game changer for us is the fact that You can copy and paste your plans and then also templates that you create. So when you have a paper planner, you have to rewrite your plans or recreate your template with like stickers, as an example. I know a lot of teachers will use stickers for like their headings in order to kind of divide up their planner. You have to do that every single week, which Mm -hmm. takes a lot of time. Digital planning allows you to literally copy and paste which is going to save you so much time. For So let me give you an example. I always use the teacher header digital stickers, which are in our store. They are basically these long rectangles. They come in different colors that match our planner and they have text in them. I would use those to kind of outline the subjects that I had to plan for each day because for us, we would like alternate science and social studies. So like one week it would be science, one week it would be social studies. So I would get them set up where I needed them on my weekly planning pages. And then I would just copy and paste them from week to week. So using the tablet version, I would just lasso all of the stickers, like draw a big circle around them and then copy and paste them. Um, But if you're using Google Slides and you can literally just copy and paste any text boxes that you have on there in order to keep that same layout. Um, And then this is something you could even do at the beginning of the year, which is super helpful. So this could be something like at the end of the summer, you're enjoying one of your last Netflix shows sitting on the couch. You can get your planner set up for the entire year by like copying and pasting all of these templates. And then you go into the year with a lot less stress because it's already set up. Yeah, I love using that feature. And I would get like one day and then I would just copy it and have it for the entire week. And then you could just copy the whole week and then just go to each page and just hit paste and paste and paste. It was the, it's the easiest thing ever. And then it's all done for you and you don't have to worry about it. I always, and I did kind of wait a little bit longer this year because I felt like our schedule was all over the place. And so I gotten to the point now where I think I have all the way until December finished up and ready to go. Um, I even have like the text boxes in there 
where I can just kind of write my plans down. Quick question. Did you use handwriting or text whenever you did the tablet version? I've done both. I started with handwriting and then eventually I got a case for my iPad that had a built-in keyboard and then I started to like the actual text boxes. Yeah. I do a little bit of everything too. So it's always interesting to kind of see where people kind of favor a little bit more on their digital planning. (laughs) Uh, So another reason that you guys need to start doing this is that you can move your lessons easily. Okay, I have really embraced um, batch planning. And I mean, not necessarily batch planning as in, I know, it's been great, guys. Michelle has completely converted me. (laughs) But I will say that I used to plan week by week. In fact, I used to be that teacher that would say, I'm going to plan day by day because I need to know what my students can do before I can know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow, that kind of situation. Um, And I don't do that anymore, which is fantastic. I plan out by units, so I have my three units ready to go. I know exactly what my students are going, like the process that we're gonna be going into. I know exactly what skills we're gonna be going into next. The only thing is, is that when you batch plan, you might come across a lesson that might be more challenging for you. So an example would be that um, the other day, I was uh, teaching a lesson on citing evidence to my fifth graders. The guys, bless my fifth graders. It was like straight over their head. They were not getting it. And so I needed to make an adjustment. And I taught that for, I think it was about three days instead of the one or two days. And then I started just to kind of easily move things over. And this was done with just like copying and pasting. I would just like paste, move things over, lasso it, move it over. And it was fantastic. It was the best feeling still knowing that, okay, I know where I'm going next. I don't have to rewrite my entire plans like you would do in a paper planner. Oh, I, it, I cringe thinking that I would have to erase, like with my erasable pen. <laughs> you want to know on something my, I oh. used to do on the paper planner because of that? What? I would like put sticky notes to kind of map out the day. And then after the day was done, I would go back and write in like what we actually did. So I was basically doing the planning process twice because I wanted it to be perfect. Oh, yeah. I would reprint it, Michelle. Like I yeah. would reprint my entire planner if I had to because my handwriting did not look a certain way or things just like I needed to make changes to it. If I had to erase something and you know how the erasable pens, like when you erase, it almost like warps the page a little bit. Yeah, and it is does. it just me that notices this? Like I stress out <laughs> with that. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, there are certain things that I really am picky on and then there are other things that I just, I let things go. It's so interesting. But I love the fact that with my digital planning, it just allows me to quickly and easily copy and paste and then move things over as needed. Yeah. I mean, we know as teachers that plans are constantly changing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The next benefit of digital planning is the digital links make it very easy to navigate. Now, when you are paper planning, it can be time consuming to find the exact page you need. So you're like trying to find the exact week or the exact month. Then if you have to jump from page to page, so maybe you're kind of going back and forth between like your calendar and then your weekly plans and then your notes, it gets very overwhelming and it wastes a lot of time. 
But a benefit of digital planning, it has embedded links that allow you to easily jump from page to page. So you can just click and go to the page you need and then click and go right back. It made me think of a reel that I recently saw where a girl, I guess, was so used to like clicking things on her phone. She then had a piece of paper and like tried to click something and she like got wide eyed. And it was that moment of like, oh, my gosh, I'm spending too much time on my phone. But <laughs> clickable links do make things a lot easier. So an example of this, during my team planning meetings, we would constantly be looking at the monthly calendar with all of the dates. We'd be looking at notes from our last PD and what we needed to kind of implement. And then we'd be looking at our weekly planning page. I would have to put sticky notes on all of the pages I was using so I could easily flip back and forth, but mm -hmm. it just got confusing. When I switched to digital planning, I was able to just click the links to navigate and then bonus reason to use digital planning, search and find people, okay? Oh my gosh, so <laughs> new to me and I love it. <laughs> so search and find is exactly that. It allows you to search for keywords or phrases and it will show you exactly where in your document you have used that word or phrase. So if you're using Google Slides, you can use Control F if you're on a PC or Command F on a Mac and it will open up the search and find button or box and then you just type it in search. And then Bridget tried it on the PDF because she was like, I yeah. don't know if it works for the tablet it version. Does. It does. It Ooh. does. It is so exciting. I, I mean, it completely changed my planning game. It's fantastic. Yeah. Now, in addition to that, going back to just the links, both of our digital planners, so the Google Slides and the tablet, have a homepage with clickable links to every template and every checklist and every page we have in the planner. Now, for the Google Slides, the links work best in present mode, but you can use them in regular edit mode. You just have to like click an extra time. For the tablet version, you just wanna make sure you're not in edit mode in the PDF annotation app. So like if you just got finished um, inserting in a text box, you just wanna like close the little edit ribbon and then you can click on anything on the actual PDF. Um, but you can also use that search and find function to help you locate if you're like, hey, I had a math PD, but I don't remember exactly where that page is, you can literally search math and it'll like pull it right up for you. Or Michelle, you can use that search and find whenever you're going into your next benefit, which is gonna be to <laughs> easily reuse your plans from last year. Yes, It has been so helpful to use that search feature. So listen, teachers, I feel like we need to give some tough love at the moment. We do not, I repeat, we do not need to be replanning year after year. It seems like because we are either paper planners or we don't have a good planning system at all or we feel the need to like try and be better each year, we literally start from scratch every year. Mm -hmm. Let's stop doing that. There is no reason why we should be doing that. Really and truly, I have, I fully believe that learning and lesson planning and all of what we teach in our curriculum is like a baby, right? You have to be able to hold your head up, then your baby starts to like roll over, then your baby starts to sit up, then you're like, it's a natural scaffolded progression. So is teaching. You can't do 
you know, division without understanding how to multiply or how to add and subtract numbers. Like you have to have all those basics before you move on to the next thing. You already know exactly what you need to be teaching. So let's stop planning from scratch year after year. I feel like we spend so much time planning and organizing our lessons that we need to be reusing them. (laughs) Having a paper planner really makes transferring these lessons more difficult and time consuming, which is no bueno. So um, you can maintain, and this is something that I've started doing a lot of, I've started just keeping all of my digital planners. I uh, kind of archive them into my Google Drive once I'm done for the year. And so I have just a folder with all of my previous year's planners. And this makes it easy because I can click on the planner, open it up, have it open in Google Drive, and then I can have my good notes open on my laptop. And I can easily use that search feature that we were just mentioning, search whatever it is that I'm looking looking for, for example, we're doing ecosystems right now. So maybe I wanted to look and see what did I do for ecosystems the past couple of years. I would go and find that and then be able to easily copy and then just paste that right into my lessons for this year. Saves me so much time. Um, So at the beginning of the year, uh, this is like another really good example of this. Uh, we follow kind of the same lessons. So I'm on Mac team and Mac team is a three year, like kids are with us for three years. So I mean, guys, like I gotta tell you, we plan like in a three year rotation. So I have to have something different at the beginning of every year because as three teachers, we all do the same things together and we will have those kids and those kids will just kind of rotate us as teachers essentially. And so we have to have three plans (laughs) for every year. Guys, this year I went and I just like did my search and find. It was fantastic. I pulled up my plans from the last like three years ago and I just copied and pasted. It was the best beginning of the year that I've ever experienced on the Mac team. It was fantastic. So if you're a Google Slides person, um, these can be easily moved from one folder to another in order to archive for the year. And if your tablets, like I mentioned, you can just archive these by putting them into your Google Drive. This is just using the simple export feature with the PDF. um, And that will just kind of save it in the location that you wanna save it in. But we do highly recommend putting it into Google Drive. And you know what I thought about, Bridget, when you mentioned like pulling up your previous plans, because if you're doing this with a paper planner, you'd have to like carry last year's planner and this year's planner and it's too much. But storing it, like who has space to store? Could you imagine me storing three paper planners as a Mac team teacher? Yeah, it'd be insane. Can't do it. But what I thought about is whether you're using a desktop computer or or a iPad or other tablet, you could use like the split screen function, which if you're not sure how to do that, just Google it for your device. But for your iPad, for example, you could have last year's plans opened up on one side of the screen and this year's plans opened up on the other side and it would make that process like even faster. Yeah, it's great. Oh, okay, I'm excited for the next one because I feel like it's one of the fun ones. You can easily customize your digital planner to fit kind of your personality and your needs. To be fair, you can customize both paper planners and digital planners, but we have found that digital planners are easier for you to customize. There are so many digital stickers you can use, or you can even make your own because a digital sticker is literally just an image, okay? It's a JPEG or a PNG image. 
So you can even just like Google search images and add them in as stickers. We do have the teacher header digital stickers in our store, but we are going to be adding more. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> um, whereas with a paper planner, you have to physically buy the stickers and that gets expensive over time. Like mm-hmm. you use it and they're gone. Whereas digital stickers you can use again and again. Yeah. And you know what? It makes it really bulky. Yes. Like, think about adding yeah. all those stickers. Like your paper planner doesn't sit nice and flat anymore. <laughs> Again, am I the only one that notices things like this? Like it no. would really bother me. <laughs> no, you're you're dead on. Um, another benefit with like customizing it is you can easily add pages to a digital planner. So you're just like duplicating one of the pages you already have or adding in a blank page. Whereas with a paper planner, it's a lot more difficult. I know like the happy planner has the rings so you can insert pages in. But if you have like an Erin Condren planner, it is probably very difficult to actually add in physical pages. Also with a digital planner, you can type and that's going to make it look a lot neater unless you have beautiful handwriting, which neither of us really do. Actually, Bridget has beautiful handwriting. She just doesn't admit it. I have bubble handwriting. It's horrible. Bubble? It's horrible. Yeah. I've never heard that. <laughs> you don't remember? Okay. I, this is going to show my age. <laughs> oh, like I like bubble like, font? Like, kind of, it's, yeah, it's very like wide and bubbly. And oh. I, I was like always it. jealous of the kids that can make pretty bubble words. Like I could never do it very well. Oh, I could do that. Oh. I did that all the time. Yeah. I get in trouble a lot for that. <laughs> I was bad at that. Um, and you can also customize like the font and the font color. Whereas with a paper planner, yeah, you can use different color pens, but then you have to carry all the pens with you and you're limited to just your handwriting. Or I know some teachers and I'm, I'm going to go on a little tangent here. I know some <laughs> teachers would literally like type out their plans and then print it and put it in a paper planner. And at that point, I'm like, why? What are you yeah. doing? Because yeah. that's just a waste of time like I I don't know maybe I just don't get it anyway yeah well and that was one of the things uh, what what was that one website it was plan book plan book, plan book. yeah guys that was probably one of my biggest pet peeves I tried to use plan book for a little bit and I hated it because for me I had to have my lessons printed and have them out on my desk so like if my um if my principal came in, they could she could see exactly what it was that I was doing and she can observe my lessons. It was like something we had to do at my school. So I tried to use plan book, but it just it went right down the hole as soon as I it wouldn't plan it wouldn't print pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, Nope, can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Which, happening. While we're there, let's just go ahead and mention with our planner, you can print the pages. Yeah. Whether yeah. you're using Google Slides or tablet, you can print the pages. So if if what Bridget just mentioned is something that's true for you, like you have to have your plans printed for an administrator or whoever, you can print the pages. Personally, I don't see the need to like keep it past that lesson because you have it digitally. Like you don't need to keep it in an actual planner, but you could print that day's lessons. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going back to the digital stickers, I would customize my planner using those teacher header digital stickers and I would color code my subjects. And when it came to like actual paper stickers, it would always be difficult to find like the right color. And then again, you'd have to like rebuy them year after year or week after week once you run out. Whereas with the teacher header digital stickers, I could literally just copy and paste it for the whole year and I was ready to go. Um, So for our planner, 
the Google Slides version, you can just insert images as digital stickers. You can customize the font up in the little font toolbar, and you can always add a new slide in order to have a new page or duplicate a previous page. The links won't be messed up. That's a common question we get. For the tablet version, kind of the same thing. You can insert images as your digital stickers. Um, you can handwrite or type your text, which is one of the benefits of the tablet planner. It kind of gives you that option. And then you can always add a new page or duplicate a previous page, just like you can on Google Slides. Yeah, so I'm gonna jump into our very last reason. But Michelle, I have a question. Do you say versatile or versatile? Honestly, <laughs> I think it depends on how I'm using it. Like certain ways, I would, I would say, say versatile. sharing is versatile. Yeah, yeah. But then if I was wording it a different way, I might be like, that's versatile. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's interesting because I'm taking like the sociolinguistics class that I just finished up and it, they talk about like how the pronunciations kind of have changed. Yeah. And so this is one of the things that it made me think of. Okay, moving <laughs> on. So sharing is versatile with a digital planner, which is really, really nice. Um, so having a paper planner is not ideal as a teacher. And let me tell you why before you guys are like yelling at me on the like over over your like wherever you're listening. Having a digital planner makes it easy to share lessons um, and it's less time consuming, okay? So with a paper planner, you can't really like hand somebody your paper planner. I don't know. It would be like handing over like my newborn baby to somebody. I would not love that <laughs> at all. And then it also makes it difficult because whenever you have to share lessons, like if you want to make, uh, like to let people see what you're, what it is that you're doing, you have to make photocopies of it, which is kind of a pain in the butt, especially if you have like the rings and stuff, it yeah. never is going to copyright. And that is also something else, guys. <laughs> Let's talk about the things that bug Bridget. That's one of the things that bugs me. <laughs> So with digital planning, it does allow you to be able to share your planner digitally, either through a screenshot or a shared access or even printing single pages of your planner. Yes, again, you can print our digital planner. I've done it multiple times and you can print it as a single page or you can print the entire thing. So some examples of this is that, um, you know, things can like happen as a teacher. <laughs> we all know that like at any moment, any of us could get sick or something could happen with family. Or, you know, I heard a teacher this past week, her child was like vomiting in daycare and she had to like get up and leave <laughs> most like it randomly. And so when you have kind of these moments where you're a little bit in a pinch and you really need to kind of get going, you have to be able to share your lessons quickly. So something that happened last year, it was a very random thing, but I will get ulcers in my eyes. I don't know why. Mm. Have you ever had an ulcer in your eye? Not in my eye. I've had an it ulcer in my mouth. incredibly painful. Incredibly like painful. So I had an ulcer and my eye like swelled up. It was really, really red and puffy and it was tearing and it was in, it was hurting. I had to go like there was like I could not stay there because it was one of those moments where you're like pacing because you're in so much pain. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stay still. 
what so what was really nice is that I quickly just printed my lesson plan page that I had for that week so that whoever came in they basically just kind of referenced the times that I had on my whiteboard for our blocks that we had and they could just kind of see what I had with all my materials on my desk or everything was really digital last year so they just had everything digital they taught the lesson and they just kind of kept going and I was able to go and do what it what I needed to do to take care of the ulcer that was in my eye <laughs> This is what you come for, people. Yeah, good times learning all about us. Um, So really, digital planning just allows for you to just share and just quickly print, which is really nice. Um, I do have to brag for a minute about our planner because the simplicity of our design allows for a beautifully printed planner. There's not a ton of color onto it. And so you don't have to worry about completely like losing all your cash, just trying to print things out onto a color printer. And Google Slides really allows you to be able to share your planner with your team and tablet users can quickly print those one pages um, using our our preferred app, which is GoodNotes, definitely our favorite. (laughs) Definitely our favorite. Let's go ahead and recap those seven benefits that we highlighted in this episode. There are tons more, but these were just the easiest ones to kind of cover. So number one, you don't have to carry anything with you. Number two, you can copy and paste plans and templates. Number three, you can move your lessons easily. Number four, links make it easy to navigate and that little search and find tool. (laughs) Number five, you can easily reuse your plans from last year. Number six, you can easily customize it to fit your personality and needs. And then number seven, sharing is versatile or versatile. (laughs) Now, we have mentioned our digital planner several times in this episode. If you are interested in grabbing it, you can head to our website, www.teachingonthedouble.com slash store, or just go to teachingonthedouble.com and then click store, whatever, float your boats. It is also available on Teachers Pay Teachers. Just go to Teachers Pay Teachers and search Teaching on the Double as the store name. And you'll see our little icon and you can find our planners there as well. But we do have some very exciting news. Bridget, drumroll, please. Thank you. (laughs) On November 26th, that is the day after Thanksgiving for all of our American listeners, that is Black Friday, we will be releasing the new 2022 January to December digital teacher planners. Keep in mind, just like all of our planners, they will be on sale 20% off for the first two weeks. So we're going to keep them on sale through December 12th. Plus, we are going to be releasing another new planner. Gasp. We're super excited about it. So stay tuned to find out exactly what it is. Now, while you guys are over on our store, um, teachingonthedouble.com, make sure to visit and submit your TSH. We want to know what is sucking up all of that time that you have in the day. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you guys get notified when we drop another episode, which is on Thursday mornings. And leave us a review over on iTunes. It really does help for us to get into the ears of so many other teachers out there. So until next time, be timely. Stay organized and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.